Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode on Becoming the Trader podcast. Join with me today, a very special guest and someone that I've been excited to get onto the podcast for a while, Mr. Max Sidney. So a bit of a background on Max. So Max has been around in the Falcon community for a very long time, especially in the earlier stages. So he's seen it develop, he's seen it evolve and he's gone through a lot of trial and errors himself and he's developed so much as a person and as a trader. He's going to be sharing his insights today, especially towards the traveling and trading side. So really, really excited to get into this podcast. Max, good morning. How are you? Morning, morning. I'm pretty good. Got my coffee, sir. I'm happy. Good stuff, good stuff. Ready to rumble. So Max, just a bit of a background for give people a bit of context. So where are you at the moment in the world? Uh, in Denmark, in Copenhagen for now. For the nice. How long, how long have you been there? Uh, been here for three weeks, I think. Something like that. I was in France before and then Vienna or England or been traveling a fair amount. Nice, nice. So uh, for people listening, for people that don't know Max, that are maybe not in the community, so Max has been traveling around. He's uh, every single time in his story, I always see that you're going to a new place. So three yeah. weeks, so that's a long time for you. Yeah, I noticed that the less I travel, the better my trading. So I decided to stay here for like a month. But I've already got like two countries planned next. So yeah. Nice. Well, where are you off to next? Uh, Sweden for a wedding. And then I'm thinking I'm going to Lebanon to see one of my old friends. Oh, Lebanon. Interesting. Nice. Should be fun. Yeah, that's good. I mean, touching on that, I think that would be a great place to start in this podcast. So with your sort of experience, uh, giving people just a a brief background, how long have you been trading roughly, Max? Uh, It's been like five years, I'd say. Five years. Nice. And you've um, tried out a few different styles, things like that? Yeah, I started out with Baby Pips, which is like a free website that gives you loads of information. And I really recommend it to anyone that's interested in trading because it's free. It's just a huge amount of content. So like it wasn't giving you strategy. So I decided to join uh, Infinite Prosperity like four years ago, I'd say, maybe even more. Spent two years with them. And then I switched over to Falcon just because I liked the style a bit more. And it was a lot more uh, discretionary instead of being very mechanical, which I really liked because it was more about... uh, I saw the markets rather than just using support resistance and EMAs, but both ways work. Of course. So, you know, you know, we're, we're very well aware that there's, there's lots of styles out there that work well and, you know, each individual is going to resonate with their own particular style, right? So <laughs> through, through your style, is this helped you with traveling and trading, trading the Falcon way? How have you actually found that? It'd be a good point to, t- to kind of touch on because we see it more and more. And even before we were speaking at this call, you know, we were talking about the advertisements that are constantly coming up about, you know, traveling and trading, trading on the beach. And I think a lot of people do get sold on the idea of you're literally just going to be on the beach trading. Now, we know that's possible, but let's go into the true side of it. Let's go into the good sides of it and the bad sides of it. I mean, to jump on the first part of the question about the trading styles, I think you can do it with whatever. I just think that Falcon resonates more with me. Mm-hmm. But in terms of trading on the beach, it's quite funny because when I was in Indonesia, I was waiting for a trade on Euro Kiwi and I placed my alerts and all that. I was happy, went to the beach and spent like an hour, two hours, three hours over there, came back, realized that there wasn't actually internet at the beach. So my alert did not trigger, so I didn't take the trade. And I missed that on about 6%. And that 6% would have covered my entire month. So the lesson oh, wow. was Make sure there's internet at the beach because otherwise you can you feel kind of stupid sometimes. But yeah, you don't actually trade from the beach. And it's like all the 
advertisements you see like people on their laptops either in the sand or next to a swimming pool isn't really true most of the time you'll be like inside hiding from the heat with good wi-fi you don't want to be next to the pool because when you don't want your laptop to be dead especially when you're in a country where you can buy another laptop or have sand in it and you can't even see the screen anyway mm-hmm. that's so much work like it's yes once you get good after you've traded for a lot of years got the strategy yes like if you go on holiday you can probably still trade and like spend maybe on you now two hours on the charts because you spent thousands and thousands of hours before in order to get that skill but you can really just imagine that you're going to be trading one hour per day because like as much as it's true you can spend like one hour doing your forecasting for the entire day but spending one hour forecasting then you also need to be available when your alert is going to trigger as soon as the price gets there and you can always use like a, a trade order in advance because you want to see how the price is going to get there and not just gets there like if the market is really impulsive you don't want to place the entry if it's been corrective then you may be interested for example so it's uh you do spend a lot more time in front of a computer than it looks like but when you go to like bali for example and you see uh, all the digital nomads we spend all our days in like um co-working spaces or coffee shops and then yes in the evenings everyone go out yes life is cheaper it's amazing i fucking love it but sorry wasn't super swear i guess but it's it requires a lot more work but at the same time it's amazing it's something everyone should, should try to do for at least a few months in order to understand the, the positives meet new people because all the people i've met is probably the best part of trading and traveling not the countries because now the countries are less fun like it's more hassle because you need to meet new people mm. and new coffee shops or new wi-fi get a new sim card and all that like it's it becomes less fun and i know it sounds like a sport brat saying that but it's less fun so it's mainly about the people and the new experiences Mm, so I, I think the important part to touch on there, especially for people listening that are thinking about traveling and trading, is that there's a there's a practical side to it, and there's a process side to it that you need to be aware of, and to kind of get sucked into the idea that you're going to be by the beach, like what Max was talking about. I think it's important to understand that things like Wi-Fi, your entry might not trigger. You might literally fill the deal ticket out on your phone. And then, do you know what? It loses connection, and you think that you've been entered in. There's so many variables that can happen. And I would really want to touch on the flow state, if you like, because for me personally, as a trader, I find that when I'm, when I'm, tra- when I'm traveling, you know, it's been a bit of a hit and miss for me. I can be completely honest. The last two times I've traveled, it's been awful for me. And yeah. I've missed a lot of positions that I thought, you know, it just threw me off different time zones. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm by the pool, for example, and I, I just didn't get the trades. I don't beat myself up about it because I've already accepted, look, I've already accepted this. It is what it is. This isn't going to change my month or my year. So I'm not really bothered. You know, there's only a certain amount of time that you need to realize that you can't be a slave to the markets. And if you miss a couple of positions that are in your plan, then you still need to enjoy your life. That's the whole point that you're there in the first place. But what would you say is your number one tip that you found by traveling and trading that you would do to, let's say, make you more efficient? Is there anything that you do to make the process better? Uh, travel less. I've noticed that every time I do three or more countries in a month, my returns are negative. And when I stay in less than three countries in a month, my returns are way better. So that's been a, 
a big lesson because I think for me, I need about a week in order to get into a zone again. Mm-hmm. Four hours, just because like when it's a new place, you want to go out and explore. There's so many distractions, so many people you haven't met yet, so many cool things to do. But once you've been somewhere for like a week, it becomes a lot easier because you've done most of the every, all the urges that you have, like do all the twisty things, go out, render a scooter and like discover the town and all that. So spending more time in one country is super helpful. Nice. So, so, so rather than, you know, uh, deciding, right, I'm going to go two days here, three days there, two days there and kind of do this big, let's say if you targeted Europe and you know that you can, you know, travel quite frequently, especially with trains and things like that. Yeah. So your sort of advice to those people is kind of get your bearings and maybe travel slightly less. Doesn't mean that you can't travel, but maybe don't go to too many countries too quickly and do a week or at least two, three weeks at a time, or maybe even a month. I would say even from my own personal experience, I haven't done too much of it because I've always been very heavily involved in other businesses and projects. But for when I have done it, I would say a month in at a time is the most, most important sort of time frame. If you like to get your bearings, get your routine. And then like you said, once you've got those kind of urges out to explore, you've kind of seen it. It's the same old stuff. Now it's about actually developing that routine, right? Absolutely. And it's like a routine is usually like 30 days in order to develop. So it does take a lot of time. So even a week, you kind of have a real routine again, but you, you manage to like start creating it and it's easier to like do it once you've been doing it for seven days in a row instead of like doing it on the first two days where you're still like either jet lag or tired. And I've got friends from university doing a year trip this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I met them in Vienna like two weeks in the trip and they had been doing a country or like city every two days and they were exhausted after two weeks and that was fully holidays not doing any work or anything like that I and see. it's amazing like you get to see so many cities experience all of that but if you get tired, sick and it's not fun anymore and you want like the reason you're trading is for the freedom and for the fun of it too. And then there's also quite an important point that you brought up about your travels is most of the time, like there's two ways of doing it. Either you're going on a holiday, in which case trading can take a back seat. And then it's not that important if you miss a few entries because the aim is to relax and recharge in order to make sure that the trading afterwards is better. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to do, if the, if you're traveling all the time, like spending all your one year abroad, for example, then you need to remember that it's trading and traveling. Trading is first. Trading is what enables you to travel. So you need to to make your priority that because otherwise you can't really make it happen. Of course, love that. Just by putting that as a priority, we we probably put the a lot of people would probably put the other word first, right? Traveling exactly. and, and I think trading. That's fine. Like. That's fine if you want to go on a holiday to recharge. But if you want to do that longer term, you need to remember it's trading first and foremost. Traveling is fun, but it's because of trading that you are able to do it. So you should focus on that. Love that. Guys, so you know, any of you thinking about traveling and trading and trading and traveling, remember to put that first word there and make that an absolute priority. And going into, Max, going into your kind of trading side of things, of course, at Falcon, for those of you that don't know how we trade, we're, we're technical traders. So one thing I would actually like to ask you, 
How would you say your sort of interest is in the macro side of things, the fundamental side of things? Do you incorporate it into your training at all when it comes to things like news or do you just read up on it just because you're interested? What's your sort of stance on that? Uh, I don't trade it because I haven't spent enough time learning about it, but I do read a lot about it because it's kind of a passion of mine, like understanding the financial world. And it's like, for me, like the question about technical analysis, macro, and all the different styles, it's a bit like cooking. Like if you want to cook French cuisine, you can. If you want to cook Asian style, you can. But if you want to be an amazing cook and loved by all your friends, you want to be able to make super good pasta, super good French food, and super good Asian food. Like there's no point in limiting yourself in one place, but obviously you can have a specialty in something. Yes. Yes. Specializing in one area, of course, especially things like technical analysis, you know, we're fully aware there's people out there that don't even use technical analysis and purely trade fundamentals. You know, even myself, after speaking to uh, Stephen Goldstein a number of times talking about the same thing, he's met a lot of really, really incredible technical traders and a lot of people just really struggled with technicals and they were pure fundamentals and they were very, very successful. So it's about finding a style that resonates with you and how you want to trade and even though you're a technical trader, it doesn't mean that you can't be aware of the fundamental picture. Like Max was talking about, you know, if you're interested in the financial world, then read up on it. If you find that it's influencing your trading, however, and it's stopping you making decisions that are technical based, then that becomes a little bit of an issue. Have you ever found that, Max? Just out, just, I was just thinking about that just right now. Have you ever looked at, let's say, a macro picture of what you think about the stability or the longer term growth of a particular currency? versus another currency and then thought, well, the technical picture is showing me this and I'm not too sure about that. Or have they both aligned? Have you ever had that type of experience or is that not really on your radar? Yes and no. So the way I look at macro is more longer term because I mainly look at macro for stocks and equities. Nice. So because I prefer investing in stocks based on the, the macro than the technical analysis. But the, the cool thing is that with technical analysis is like, my trades are probably one week, two weeks tops. Like, yes, I've held trades a bit longer on like shorter, but it's a different time frame. It's not because you think that the dollar, mar- dollar is going to become a bull market or bearish market that you need to position yourself for it right now. If you see a great entry on a technical, work, technical chart, then you might as well take it because you know the time frame is different. It's not going to be a straight line. That's why the markets are so interesting. It's like it impulses, then it pulls back, impulses, pulls back. That's the trend. And you can trade within the trend or you can just hold for the longer duration. So it's up to you. It's interesting you make that point, Max, because this is a great example of where we're positioned now with the DXY, right? Um, I remember I put something out there on, um, I think it might have been on Instagram, and it was about the DXY, right? Um, we've, we've seen this before. Understanding the fact that the, the macro picture, longer term, for example, we could be looking at, let's say, whether it's going to be a bull run, dollar bull run or not. It really doesn't matter because the truth is the timeframes that we actually trade in, that probably won't take that into consideration unless you're really, really holding for longer term and you've got a completely different style. You're going to have a much larger stop losses. There's a number of things for that to happen. So mm-hmm. looking at the DXY now, for example, I mean, it's been within that structure for such a long time. Does that mean because if you were positioned, let's say there's going to be a dollar ball run, that you haven't taken advantage of any dollar weakness when there's presented itself at the top of a structure? Whether that breaks out to the upside or breaks out to the downside doesn't really matter and you shouldn't really care. 
Yeah. And I think that, that is the most important thing. Have you found, you know, because Falcon is predominantly more about that, you know, the probable and the possible and not really developing too much of a bias, if you like, on trading. What I often see with people that come into Falcon, they, they tend to have very, very strong biases on currency pairs. And then they find out within Falcon that that's not really the right, not so much that it's the wrong way or right way, but you don't find that often to do that. But what I've personally noticed, a direct correlation between people that tend to be more neutral and let go of that need to want to be right and think, oh, this has to go up, it has to go down. Their results have absolutely transformed. What's your sort of thoughts on that, Max? I think it's mainly about a question about being indifferent. Like if you don't care and you're able to adapt, that's the most important. Like it's, it's, there's a quote, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's about sailors. If the wind stops well or goes in the wrong direction, they're going to change the sail. And it's like, if the wind goes from left to right and then it goes the opposite direction, you just change the sail. And I feel like that's exactly what traders should do. Just adapt based on the current circumstance. It's not because you think it's going to go one way that it needs to go that way. Otherwise, you're going to be wrong a long time because trends do tend to last. So it's quite important to be uh, able to adapt. Yes, love that. I, th I think being able to adapt and evolve with the market is one of the most important lessons that I've personally learned. And, and just touching on that, Max, is there anything that you would say that you wish you knew that you know now when you first started trading? Try and, I know it's sometimes hard, you know, you've been in five years. Take yourself back to when you originally started. Maybe if you remember the thoughts that you had, ideas, excitements. Is there anything that comes to mind or a few things? Yeah, I'd say that the most important one is there's no rush. Like everywhere I look in social media, it's always about becoming consistent within a year going full-time within two years or anything like that. But there's no rush. Like, you're going to live until you're not. So why are you rushing it? You might as well enjoy the process. Like, I did spend quite a few uh, I spent two years uh, waking up at midnight, going to bed at 3 a.m. Uh, just because I wanted to trade a London session when I was in Canada. Mm -hmm. And that destroyed my life. Like, destroyed my dating life. My social life was destroyed too. And that was just because I wanted to make it happen even faster. But spending one more year working, does that change that much? No, not that much. Like longer time frame, it's fine. There's no rush. And that goes not only in terms of becoming consistent, but also in terms of taking trades. If you're not in a hurry, then you can be a lot more patient and wait for the setups to fit you and fit your trading plan instead of just taking setups because you want to take a trade. Because if you don't take a trade, you're not making money. Love that. Love that. And, and do you know why? Because even just going on to that point, there's probably a direct correlation between people that want it to happen really quick. Like you say, they rush the process. And I think that's the post, most important thing to take away from what you just said there. So for those of you listening, understand that there is no rush. There really isn't. And the reason why you do feel there is a rush, you've been influenced one way or another. And it's not normally yourself because you know yourself, you know, like what Max said, you're going to live to a very, very long time, you know? And why rush? Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. And the reason why you're in a rush is because you want it to happen straight away. The reason why you want it to happen straight away is because you probably convince yourself that you hate your job. And you're looking on social media, you're comparing yourself and not realizing that, well, stop forcing it because you're probably pushing it further away anyway. I've noticed that the people that come in with that mind frame that, right, it has to happen. And they, they almost start saying these things that they don't even realize that I want to quit my job. And they convince themselves that they hate their job. When you actually dig, dig a little bit deeper, they don't hate their jobs. They've just convinced themselves that they need to be a full-time trader. But 
it doesn't mean that if you have more time in front of the charts, you're going to get better returns. That's no, not the case. It's the opposite. Like most of the traders that I know that went full time over the last two years actually had bad results within the first two months because they spent too much time in front of the charts. I agree. Like, I could name five people on top of my head. I don't want to give names, but <laughs> so I know four of them are part of Falcon that went full time and then had bad returns after going full time just because like you're in front of the computer a lot more and you want to take trades because then it's your only income source. It adds a lot of stress and it's it's quite bad to be honest. Like it's and it's also like most of the full time traders I've noticed aren't only traders. Like you've got your real estate projects, right? You've got Falcon. Yep. And there's so many people that are doing something on the side and it's really inspiring because you realize that the more time you spend on the charts, you don't need to spend more time on the charts. If you manage to get good returns when you were just checking on the charts when you were at work, do you need to, to spend more time on the charts? No, not really. Keep doing what you were doing before. Exactly that. Don't change what you were doing that made you consistent in the first place. And, and that's the thing. And, and it's not to be discouraged, you know, because that's totally normal. When you do go full-time, for those people that have done it, even including myself, your returns do suffer. That's normal. And that is tried and true with pretty much every strategy. Because what happens is you go from having a job to then having this ultimate, ultimate freedom where you can wake up when you want, do what you want. Your routine is completely out of whack. And that could take somebody six weeks. It could take somebody two months, three months to get into the swing of it where you have to be disciplined enough to actually, you know, have a routine because you've literally gone from this friction of, I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be told when I can go to the toilet. Well, look what you've got now. You don't have to be told. You can eat when you want, sleep when you want, do what you want, when you want. And you'll find is you can get into some really bad habits like I've expressed before. I started trading the Asian, Asian session. Why? You know, I started because I was just wanting to stay up late because I could. And I ended up finding out that, you know, this isn't going to be a long-term sustainable method of me doing that. And then I started to feel unhappy and I was thinking, what is going on? So then I had to be disciplined and develop my routine again. And going back to what Max said about having other projects, I think it's really, really important to have other projects because, and it doesn't have to be trading, it could be anything. You know, I'm interested in more than just trading. I've got lots of other things that, and I think this is something to really, really address. We need to get so, we get so caught up into the social media world that we think that if something's not on social media, it's not happening. Not everybody shows you their whole entire life on social media. And I wouldn't recommend that you do show your whole, whole entire life on social media because you, you get sucked into so many things that it's taking you away from the thing that you're actually doing. You cannot be on social media nine hours a day and get anything done because your time has been spent there. You need to be working on other projects. And what I found is the less time in front of the charts, it's exactly the same thing, Max. Preparation is the most important thing. There's a reason why some people could call our forecast sometimes over the top. You know, why are you forecasting that scenario and that scenario and this scenario? Well, guess what? I've already mapped out in my head four different ways of taking this trade, how I'm going to manage it, how I'm going to deal with it, and what I'm going to do if this doesn't happen and this one presents itself. And that's less thinking time in the moment. And then I can focus on other projects and I can actually feel confident that, right, when I check my alert and I see, right, pounds, like for example, pound Swiss right now, it's impulse down. I just got taken out for a 1% loss. I believe I'm going to check that in a second. It was about three, three pips or something like that. It's probably taking me out for a 1% loss. And if it retraces here and it's taking me out for a loss, then there may be a style of entry that I've already prepared for that I'm going to get long, right? I wouldn't know that just naturally to say that off the tip of the tongue unless I'd already planned for that two days ago or a day ago. 
And I think preparation in everything is key. Have you found that your preparation has has gone up a level since you've been able to, you know, test traveling, trading, things like that? Yeah, so it's quite important to like, be able to forecast in the morning and afternoon, like overnight, what you expect everything to do. Just because, like, as you said, like, for example, like you just talked about Pound Swiss, I already have a forecast, uh, I have three forecasts drawn on it. Nice. And I know that, like, I'm not interested right now. I may be interested in it in two hours. So that gives me the next two hours to go to a beach. Well, there's no beach here, but like, if I wanted to walk around Copenhagen or take a bike and explore, then I've got, got two hours and then I want to be back in front of my computer. And it really enables you to know what time frame you have because like if it impulses right now, I personally wouldn't be interested. If it corrects one while and then impulses, then I'd be very interested in it. So it's all a question about knowing what you want to have the freedom to leave the computer because if you have no idea what you want to see, you not only be tempted to take more trades because oh, it just gave a bullish candle, I need to take it. But also because you'll be like, oh, I can wait because it could do this even better, so I'll just wait for that. But instead, if you forecast it in advance, it's way easier to know exactly what you want to see. So, so you need to take note there, guys and girls, especially Falcon community. You see, that's the key thing. It's relevant to what we are in the condition at the moment, pound Swiss. It's, it's, it's the language there that's very, very important to me. You're looking at it now, you know that in two hours, it's likely will be ready if it meets the criteria that you're going to take from what you forecasted. Now, if you wasn't prepared and you didn't do that, you'd be literally watching it right now, watching it move up a little bit and watching it move down and thinking, oh, I might miss the entry. You become a nervous wreck. And then what it does is that actually frees up your traveling part because you know that, well, it's not going to be ready in a couple of hours. So then I can go and do something. I can go to the port. I can, whatever it may be. And if it does happen quicker, then guess what? It probably didn't satisfy your entry criteria anyway. So what are you worried about? Because it doesn't fit your plan in the first place. So this is why preparation is so important to me to know exactly how you're going to do it, where you're going to do it. So I, I love how you've been developing, Max, and how I've seen your personal trading evolve and things like that. I know you're very, very passionate about it and I'm confident you're going to keep, keep growing as a trader. Uh, from your side, is there any questions that you want to throw my way that anything that you would like me to answer? Yeah, because like, let's take the example of your travels because mm -hmm. you've been able to go to Dubai and when you do it, you could do it to recharge. And do you spend a lot of time trading when you're there or do you kind of ignore the charts in order to be totally refreshed? Good question, Ray. So the recent trip in Dubai, right? So there's a couple of positions that I missed and you know I accepted them. Uh, for more, for me at the moment in my period of life, traveling is more uh, recharging, you know? So I don't, I don't really see it so much as a holiday if you like, because that gets too much into the kind of escape, escape from what, you, what you're what you doing and that within insinuate that you don't like what you're doing, which isn't the case for me. So yeah. I see it just more as right, this is where I'm going to recharge. And I get really excited. And what you'll notice is that I pinpoint my, you know, places where I go to recharge around certain parts of the year. So you'll find it, either on a quarterly basis or near the half year basis. And that's where I've positioned my goals. So for example, I've got something planned as well coming up for the next part. And that will lead me nicely just before the last quarter starts. So I strategically place, right, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to visit this place. And then I know that I'm going to work towards a lot of goals. And then I'm going to go there and I'm going to recharge. I'm going to realign, refocus, and then do that. So that's my kind of take on how I recharge and how I strategically place that. When it comes to trading, 
at that point in Dubai, for example, if I was then going to go somewhere or go explore the old market or go to the pool, for example, for three, four hours, I could get a waterproof case and have my phone with me. So technically you could say, well, you could be doing that. But then what is the return on investment in actually being away from the charts from that period of time and just having the mental clarity to focus on your goals? So I think that's the point that people forget. So I already accepted. I could have taken my phone, but I didn't. And I realized, you know what, if I miss a couple of positions, I've already accepted it because what am I here for? I'm not here technically at this point to actually trade. If trades are there, of course, I'm going to take them, right? That are in my plan, but I'm not here for that. I'm actually here to recharge and refocus. And the return on investment on that is far greater in this moment in time. And now, you know, for, the, for these next six months that are coming up, I'm more focused and fired up than ever before. And that's because of that recharge. Now I could look back and say, well, there's two positions there. That would have banked me an extra 4%, count the monetary value and be like, oh, I kind of missed out on that. No, I didn't because I'm now more focused than ever that I might not have been if I didn't allow myself to have that time to recharge, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that's a really good point. Like if you're traveling for, to take a break and like recharge, then do it. If it's it's very different from uh, trading and traveling for a longer time. It's there's different priorities, and it's quite important to keep that in mind. I think. And another question I had for you was a very selfish question, to be honest. It was about investor capital because, like, one of the reasons I want to settle down is not only to improve my my trading because I now have less distractions, but it's also to start taking on investor capital. What's your take on people who trade and travel? and take on investor capital? Well, good question, actually, because I, I think, firstly, that's an exciting part of your journey, Max, which is awesome to hear that. I think the second part of it is that if you're going to if you're gonna trade and travel, you've already had a bit of experience, so you probably know part of the answer, you know, from what works best for you. I would say, if this was me and I was thinking about it right now, I'd be thinking, right, it's the first time that, is this the first time you're trading investor capital? Yeah. Yeah, so first time you trade investor capital, and you're thinking, well, this is a new experience. It's going to be a sizable amount or a lot larger or whatever it may be, right? We don't need to talk about the monetary side of things, but it's going to be larger capital. And that can incur more stresses. Now, you might not think it will happen at the time, but it can do. So just knowing there's that risk there and then, what I would personally do is I would pick, well, we've got four quarters in the year, right? So I can now pick four countries. I can pick four places where I can potentially stay for three months at a time. And the reason why I say that strategically for that is that I tend to measure myself based on a quarterly basis to look at my quarterly progressions and things like that. And I look at, right, have I stuck to my plan? What percentage have I stuck to my plan? Has anything changed? That would mean, it would, it would give me the flexibility and the clarity to know that, well, I can travel and trade. Yes, they're slightly limited in countries from what maybe what I might have wanted to do. But do you know what? I'm then just going to focus on four places that I really, really want to go there. And I know this is the next part in my journey of, I need to have that flow state. I need to be set up somewhere that is reliable because there's no messing around at this point because I'm trading somebody else's money. And I think that's an important part to know. If I was you personally, Max, I would find either four places that you'd go on a quarterly basis or if you've got the experience and you can find that you can do it, then it might be something that you decide, right, well, I'm going to go 12 places and I'm going to just stay one month at a time. I think the key thing here is that I'm not going to be able to give you your perfect time frame to go on, but I think it's important that you set something rather than just deciding, um, right, it's been three weeks, kind of bored of this place. I'm just going to up and leave and just go somewhere else. I think even just doing that and having 
a four-day period or five-day period where you're just deciding to go somewhere else or thinking about your next destination, it will take the mental focus and the clarity away from what you're actually trying to do, which is grow your capital. So I think this is an exciting next stage in your journey, Max, but I think it's really, really important that, you've, that you map that out fully, you know exactly what you're going to do. What's your thought or thought or thoughts on it? If you had any ideas of how you was going to do it? Well, one of the main reasons I want to settle down is just because I, I, the way I see trading investor capital, especially when it's not found in money, it's a, mainly a question of trust and you need to take time in order to like, develop it. So do you think I would prefer to settle in one place? Because why is there still like behind, like at the back of the mind, like I'm traveling because that person gave me money and mm-hmm. from the better that creates less trust at the same time. So it's not something I think I would do. But it's a really good point about talking about the spending one quarter per country just to be able to get into that flow state because it's really hard to do when you're not in one place all the time. Exactly. And you've experienced it, right? So I think just establishing that flow state time frame for you, if it's one place and you're happy with that, I think the important part there, Max, is you being happy. Because yeah. if you're trading investor capital and then you decided, right, I'm going to stay here for one place. And then, you know, a couple of months down the line and you've kind of got this itch to go somewhere else and you're not happy, well, that's going to affect your performance in, in the first place. So I think giving yourself a little bit of flexibility that Yes, you're going to decide you're going to stay there for, let's say, 12 months or something, but then give yourself the, the option that, okay, well, I'm actually going to reassess this maybe in six months, and I'm going to decide at the half-year point, maybe I actually want to be somewhere else for six months, and just giving yourself that you know, freedom to be able to do that, which you'll have. So, no, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm pretty excited for the next step. Um, one last question, and it's um, what, do you think, what do you wish more people recognized in you and in the industry? Because all we see is a lot about the cars, the returns, but there's a lot more about it. Yeah, of course. Um, it's an interesting question, actually. I haven't been asked something like that. So I would say about the industry, I'd say more about the industry is that to truly see it as, as a trading career and not you know this kind of uh, ATM that just comes out of your laptop type thing, right? <laughs> so see it as actually a career and be proud of being a trader. And understand that it takes time to become a trader and you've got a skill set that is going to be able to provide you for something for years and years and years to come. And I think it's important for you to know that what it does is it holds you accountable to the highest degree because, like I've said this before, you know, in a lot of things, if you're not switched on in other areas, if you're not taking care of your mind, if you're not taking care of your health and lots of other areas, it will naturally affect your trading. You know, not for everybody, but for the majority of people. So one discipline affects another. I think it's important for the industry to understand is that what I love about trading is that it encourages you to work on all areas of your life. So you can be, you know, a better version of yourself constantly and keep refining that. Now you may not always get to that. There's no end destination of it, but it's to understand that, you're just always getting better and enjoy that process for to go to the first part of your question, Max, about what maybe people would recognize in myself. I would say that if I'm completely honest, you know, it's, it's not something that I would personally dwell on. And I think this is an important point that you make because again, this is something that I see on social media as well is that I think we care way too much about what people think about us. And believe you me, I've been there, you know, I've been the person where, you know, I've gone above and beyond for people and I've helped people out to, you know, the highest degree. And then those people turn on you and you think like, hold on, what's going on here? You know, I've, I've helped you out. I've done this and this and that. And I think it's important to not take things like that personally. You can go above and beyond for someone. You can be there for someone, friends, family, whoever it may be. 
And they can be the same people that actually turn on you or talk about you behind your back. So I think the most important thing is to understand that try not to please people. Focus on yourself. Don't dwell on what people think about you. My question to you guys and girls is what do you think about you? You know, if you know you're an honest, you know, authentic individual, then why would you care about what people say? It's you that faces yourself in the mirror. You know who you are. And I think the most important thing that I've personally learned is to recognize who I am as an individual. And what I absolutely love is that, you know, even when you're talking to me now about investor capital and things like that, I'm already visualizing, you know, how well that's going to go for you, the processes, you know, I, I know you are, I know you personally, and that kind of stuff, that excites me. And that's a hard thing to explain. I like seeing people do well. And I like helping people to the much as the best as I can with my experience, you know, from whatever I've learned, whatever I have, I don't hold back. This is what I know. This is what's helped me. If it helps you, perfect. But, you know, it's a bit of a roundabout answer, but I think it's really, really important because we're developing this need sometimes to want to be liked and we want everybody to think nice of us, but that's not going to happen. You might think that you're an incredible individual and you do this and do that. Someone else might not recognize that in you, but that doesn't mean that's not true because they don't recognize it. So, Never change your nature and always be true to yourself regardless. There's, a, there's an old story, I'm not sure if you heard it, Max, about the, the snake in the fire where uh, the man was trying to save a snake from the fire and uh, someone saw it and then he said he, the, the, the snake was going to pretty much die. He got the snake out and then the snake bit him, right? And then, and then as he bit him, he kind of just reacted and the snake went back into the fire. And then... Uh, he then then got the snake out again, and then this guy came along and said, Are "You crazy! Like the snake just bit you. Why are you getting it out of the fire again?" And he said, "Look, the snake's nature is to bite. That's that's the snake's nature. It's not my nature. My nature is to help. So right. I'm not shocked that the snake bit me, but I would be shocked if I didn't follow through with my nature to save its life. And that's a really really interesting morals there because that happens to all areas of life. So really really think about that, and I hope that makes sense." Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, fair enough. But but Max, is there any other any other questions? Any words of wisdom you would like to leave even the Falcon community of what you think that they could focus on to improve or be a better trader? I think it's meant to be to look at like I've recently looked more into philosophy, like in the stoic philosophy and physics, just because like when you look at the principle of nature, like all the physics, you realize we're actually nothing. Like we're insignificant, like we don't exert a single force on like any of the elemental forces. And it's just quite interesting to realize how useless we are in a way. So it's quite important to stop taking everything seriously because even if you think you have a huge issue, it's nothing. Earth in itself is nothing. Like it's just a tiny planet in and there's thousands of millions of them. So it's quite important to realize that we don't to try to achieve something great. We just need to focus on being happy and remembering that it's important to be indifferent and accepting. Absolutely love that. And I think it's just that that, that is the true art of minimizing, you know, all of your problems and realizing, well, we're a planet in a big universe, etc. Are your problems as big as you think they are? They're probably not. And there's a lot worse things happening. Be grateful for the situation that you are. And sometimes things, they are what they are. Max, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on a podcast. I know you've given a lot of value to the listeners. So again, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do that. Thank I know you you're going to be uh, enjoying. Have you got anything planned for the rest of the day? Uh, just going out to see a friend this afternoon for more coffee. 
<laughs> nice, nice. Well, again, it's been an absolute pleasure. Look forward to having you back on in the future and seeing where you are in the world at that point and seeing how you progress with things like investor capital. Again, Max, really appreciate it. Have an incredible day, dude. See you.